Welcome to Clippings, the official podcast of the Council for Nail Disorders, where Drs. April Schachtel and Catherine Stiff take a closer look at articles and clippings published on all things nail disease. Listeners can suggest articles for this podcast or topics of discussion by sending an email to kristen.cnd at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the Clippings Podcast, where we review nail papers and present them to you. I'm April Schachtel, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Catherine Stiff. Hey, April. This month, I'll discuss a paper called Immunohistochemistry for Preferentially Expressed Antigen in Melanoma in the Differential Diagnosis of Melanocytic Lesions of the Nail Apparatus. This paper comes to us from Dr. Krajiznik and co-authors, and apologize for any mispronunciation. It was published in the American Journal of Dermatopathology in February 2022. These authors are the first to publish on the use of preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, or PRAME stain, and its use in the nail unit. The background is that specimens of melanocytic lesions from the nail unit are commonly submitted for histopathologic diagnosis, mostly to rule out or in melanoma. However, because of the anatomy of the nail unit and the desire to avoid scarring, specimens submitted for histopathology may be suboptimal and specifically small. Also, many pathology labs are not experienced with handling nail unit biopsies and may orient or process them incorrectly, which can make histologic diagnosis challenging. So because of this, there's an interest in immunohistochemical or IHC stains that will help the pathologist make an accurate diagnosis of melanocytic lesions on these small or maloriented specimens. Upregulation of preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, again, PRAME, is reported to be a common event in melanomas, and the stain positivity can help with the diagnosis of melanoma in other skin locations. PRAME is a tumor-associated antigen that is known to inhibit retinoic acid signaling and retinoic acid-mediated differentiation in apoptosis. The protein is encoded by the PRAME gene on chromosome 22, and it was first discovered in tumor-reactive T-cells in a patient with metastatic melanoma in 1997. PRAME has also been associated with other cancers, in addition to cutaneous and ocular melanomas, other cancers like non-small cell carcinoma of the lung, breast cancer, renal cell carcinoma, and others have been shown to stain positively for PRAME. In uveal melanoma, PRAME expression is a biomarker for metastatic risk. Two other papers by Lescano et al. and McBride et al. support the finding of PRAME overexpression in acral and other melanoma subtypes, but this group is the first to evaluate the PRAME protein expression in nail unit melanocytic lesions. So their study included 57 formalin-fixed samples from nail unit lesions, 25 of the lesions were melanomas, 5 in situ, and 20 invasive, and 15 of these melanoma samples were small biopsies, and then 10 were from larger amputation specimens. The remaining 32 cases that were not melanoma were diagnoses like lentigines, nevi, melanocyte activation, and spitz nevi. 
Two authors reviewed all the slides and the original pathology reports to confirm the diagnoses. Then immunohistochemistry for the detection of PRAME was performed on all the cases, and it was positive if there was immunoreactivity in the nucleus, and it was graded 1, 2, 3, or 4 plus based on the percentage of positive cells. It was negative if there was no staining or less than 5%, and they also graded the intensity of the staining. So the results were really impressive. All the melanomas stained positively with PRAME, and none of the non-melanomas stained positively. Of the melanoma cases, 21 out of 25 showed moderate to strong crisp nuclear staining. Um, Two of the cases uh, were fainter and stained only one plus, but they were obtained from very decalcified amputation specimens. Two more cases stained two plus, and all of the remaining cases were four plus. Of the cases that were not melanoma, all were completely negative for PRAME except one case, which had a diagnosis of lentigo with cytologic atypia. It showed weak nuclear staining of less than 5%, so it was technically negative. Of course, there was some consideration of the diagnosis of melanoma. This lesion was fully removed, and um, on the re-excision specimen, there was no change in diagnosis. In addition, uh, with all the cases, there was no positive nuclear or cytoplasmic PRAME staining in the surrounding keratinocytes or other normal structures of these pathologic specimens. In this paper and others, they did find rare isolated PRAME IHC positive cells in background benign melanocytes. So this study confirmed that the PRAME IHC is both highly sensitive and highly specific for melanoma when used in the nail unit. The finding of strong diffuse nuclear staining will be a significant help to the pathologist in the diagnosis of nail unit melanoma, especially in equivocal cases or if a small or poorly sectioned specimen is received. It can also help detect minimal residual disease in re-excision specimens, which can be a challenge when there is a lot of inflammation and scar tissue at the site of the prior biopsy, which can obscure the remaining tumor cells. Other commonly used melanocytic markers like S100, SOX10, or melanA will highlight the normal melanocytes as well as tumor cells, but PRAME only highlights the tumor cells, which is especially helpful to differentiate between tumor and junctional melanocyte hyperplasia that can occur next to a scar, like in a re-excision specimen. This is especially important when a patient is receiving a functional surgery rather than a large amputation, and the margins are especially important. As the authors identify, the main limitation of the paper is the small sample size, but I expect we will be seeing this stain used a lot more widely soon, and larger studies will be forthcoming. This is all very exciting, and I'll be following the literature on PRAME very closely. It is, interestingly, currently being investigated as a potential target for immunotherapy in cancer treatment. So if a medication like that is developed, the PRAME stain would be especially helpful in identifying the specific tumors that would um, be effectively treated with that medication. So ultimately, it remains uh, really important to have a good relationship with a pathologist who's experienced in melanocytic lesions and who will use this stain in the appropriate clinical and histologic context. 
All right. Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting article. Preem is definitely a new hot topic for melanoma staining. And it was reassuring that it was strongly positive in cases that of previously diagnosed melanoma in this article. But, you know, as the authors point out, more studies with long-term follow-up are needed to see if the stain could be useful for those more ambiguous cases. Yes, exactly. All right, Catherine, tell us what you read about. Okay. I chose the article, A Retrospective Study of Nail Squamous Cell Carcinoma at a Single Tertiary Center, a Relationship Between Longitudinal Melanonychia and Depth of Invasion, by Drs. Lee et al. from Samsung Medical Center in Seoul, South Korea. This research letter was e-published ahead of print in the Journal of American Academy of Dermatology in February 2022. These authors performed a retrospective chart review from 2011 to 2020 and identified 20 cases of nail unit squamous cell carcinoma. The mean age was 59 years and 85% of cases involved the fingernails. There was a mean delay in diagnosis of 41 months. As we know, uh, nail squamous cell carcinomas are often misdiagnosed initially. In six cases presented with melanonychia, all of these had varying widths along the band, either wider distally or proximally, and hyperkeratotic changes laterally, which can help to differentiate from the clinical appearance of a nail matrix nevus or subungual lentigo. Of the six cases with melanonychia, only one had dermal invasion. And eight patients presented with clinical evidence of inflammation, such as pus, oozing, bleeding, or pain. And of these eight cases, all eight had invasive squamous cell carcinoma. So this was a brief article, but overall I thought it was interesting and showed a potential correlation with melanonychia and in situ disease. The authors propose that Bowen's disease may present with longitudinal melanonychia associated with HPV. And immunohistochemistry was checked in three cases of nail unit squamous cell carcinoma presenting with melanonychia, and it was positive in all three. A prior study by Staris et al. had also shown that the pre presence of pain, swelling, and inflammation is associated with nail unit squam with bone invasion. And this study then shows further evidence that the clinical features of inflammation may correlate with invasive disease. Interesting. It's really great to have some features to look out for to be able to predict what we're going to see on pathology. I'll be especially interested if the study can be repeated in you know larger population and maybe also different skin tones because I think that longitudinal melanonychia mm -hmm. uh, or melanonychia association might be different in different skin tones. Yeah. All right, Catherine, thank you for joining me on this episode of Clippings. I want to thank our listeners for their attention. To all our listeners, please share this podcast with your colleagues and trainees. Let us know how we're doing and which articles you'd like us to review on the show by contacting kristen.cnd at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at Nail Disorders.